Aloha and welcome. You're listening to Soul, your host for Pay Me What I'm Worth Talk Radio. Imagine me bowing in gratitude before you for taking the time to join us on a special journey. Did you miss a week? No worries. Listen to all of our prior shows at bit.ly forward slash payradio. Again, bit.ly forward slash payradio. To get one reminder of our next show, be sure to click on the follow button up at the top of the page. And now it's time to sit back and to learn along with the rest of us. Get ready to meet some amazing souls as they make real changes in daily life. I recommend you find some notepaper, then get ready to enjoy a few ahas as you listen to this show. I'm delighted and thrilled to introduce you to Christina Irvin, team leader for Team Clarity. Hello, I'm Christina Irvin, and I'm happy to extend this special invitation for you to eavesdrop on Team Clarity's discussion as we dive into the next exercise of Pay Me What I'm Worth. Next, let's meet the rest of the team. Hello, this is Chelsea Wells from the mountains of Tennessee. Have a blessed day. Hi, this is Marcia Sertino, and I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. Hello and welcome from the gorgeous state of Wisconsin. This is Patty Anderson. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Julia Cologne from the city that never sleeps, New York City. Team Clarity members share their class time with us for two main reasons. Reason number one, they want those they hold near and dear to know about the changes that they're making on multiple levels. As they change, by listening to these classes, people who know Team Clarity members may opt to change along with them. Reason number two, to share their stories with you. I bet their stories and life lessons will inspire all sorts of ahas for you too. Okay, time to start the class. Well, as we dive into this stage setting and the ground rules, what do we want to talk about? As you were reading the ground rules, what nerves did I strike? I personally had, it was all of a sudden, it was so much clarity. It's because I recognize that I don't tend to be 100% conscious and in the moment in anything that I'm doing. I'm always multitasking. And I didn't even realize that I'm always multitasking, but I rarely have 100% of my thoughts being spirit into what I am doing in the moment. And so because of that, I miss opportunities to perceive an emotion or a response or a situation from someone else or or some other situation. I I don't get 100% of that. I might miss it. It might take me a few times, whereas if I were in a moment, I would recognize, hey, this person felt this way or there was a response or reaction that needed to be addressed by me. I've also found that in the moment, I didn't recognize how precious that was. And now that I am experiencing a great loss in in my life, in my personal life, in my family, a family member, I recognize that the lost opportunity that I missed because I wasn't 100% present in the last moment that we shared. What was taking you out of the present moment? I know that you say that multitasking was taking you out of the present moment. What else was taking you out of the present moment? 
in the ground rules, I talk about doubt, guilt, worry, and shame. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to say that whenever we're experiencing one of those traits, we're not in the moment? We're yeah. allowing our past to flavor our present? Mm-hmm. And for me, mostly, it's always worry. Second to that would be doubt. If I offer everyone a little game if you want to really get a handle on these four items, doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. And a little card or post-it note or piece of paper, just write down those four words. Carry that piece of paper with you throughout the day. And when you catch yourself feeling one of those feelings, put a tick mark on that sheet of paper. It's surprising as you start doing those tick marks and you get a handle on that, it begins to tell your consciousness it's time we deal with that. True? Yes, sure. Very true. One of the rules that really struck me was the shame-free. I think most everyone, being truthful, we've done things in our past that wasn't exactly stellar, that hurt others, that could have been done in a better way. As we go on our journey, it's important to recognize that we've all made mistakes and try to release the shame of that and the guilt of it. It's it's a process for progressing. Because if you can release that shame and that guilt and really open your, your spirit up, you're going to be able to receive everything better. Shame is such a sneaky little trait, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's insidious. It hides. It gets rooted. I would venture to guess it's rooted well before you even know you planted the seed. For example, one of the authors that I enjoyed reading eons and eons ago, his claim to fame was a book titled The Road Less Traveled. Mm -hmm. And as they were interviewing the author, one of the more interesting questions that interviewer asked the author, when do you think a human being is the most happiest? And the author immediately piped up, when we can poop and pee our pants. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) What is potty training? Think about this. How are you? What is it? It's learning to control, (laughs) control yourself. Through what? How how did you impose that control? Because you got tired of everybody saying, you can't in the bed. (laughs) They shamed you. Didn't you you feel shame? Yeah. I mean, here we have the most natural function of our existence. We eat, we breathe, we got it. What we what goes in has to come out. <laughs> there's no animal, there's no bird, there's no fish, there's no other living creature that controls their bowels. And for many of you who have washed your car and parked your car underneath the telephone line only to come out and find it <clears throat> in need of another wash, we're the only species that does that. 
And I venture to guess the only way we did it, think about this. Did you ever feel shame about your body as you were growing up? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. So in a lot of ways, even from the beginning, shame has a way of controlling us. Mm -hmm. I've never told this story before with my older children when they were growing up. I was really focused on my career, and I don't think I was there for them as much as I should have been. As they grew up as children, my son once said to me, oh, you're a terrible mom. Now, he was grown, and I started feeling bad about that, and I was ashamed because this is what he was telling me. But when I started to get into the scriptures, and it started saying, I cannot allow other people to bear whatever it is that he was going through on me because I started feeling like I owe him something and I started to try to make up. And I can't do that because the time has already passed. And if he wasn't willing to accept me for the woman that I am today, then I need to put that back on him and I carry that shame. And I could sit here today and say, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and wallow in this guilt. I did the best I could for both my adult children. And if I wallow in it, then I take away from my little one. Because I know that I am a good person. And I refuse to let anybody ever, ever put that on me. I lived with that for years. Not no more. And it hurts. But I got to keep it moving. Because if I don't, then I have no future. I have no life. And I will not find my purpose in this world. And I have a little girl that I need to take care of, too. Good. Good, good, good. So I guess, Julia, you'll not be writing a $100 trillion check to a charity in, regarding shame anytime soon. Oh, and the check has to be cashable, by the way. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Marsha, can I pick on you? Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> You got $100 trillion in the bank? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. So according to ground rule number one, what does that mean? Let's get real. It just means that we really have to let go of all that shame that we've carried with us for all those years. Time to forgive ourselves for things. Because if we can't do that, then we really won't be able to move forward or even be able to forgive others. How can we do that if we can't do that for ourselves at least? Mm -hmm. Ground rule number one is key to understanding because what we're about to go through, for those who have sneak peeked what's going to be happening and what I outline in the preface, kind of an overview of what you're about to go through your journey. As I was channeling this book and as I was doing the exercises myself, I recognized that if I got fly-trapped, if I got stuck in any one of those things, doubt, guilt, shame, or worry, I'd close the book, put it on the shelf, and never touch it again. I would stop my journey before I even started it. So when it comes to worry, for example, Debbie, can I pick on you? Sure. When it comes to worry, what's your relationship with worry right now? Hmm. Well, I worked on that for a long time. I'm at a place where I did an exercise where I had to spend a week being aware of every single solitary thing I did and recognize what I was doing 
as well as why I was doing it, including drinking a cup of coffee. didn't matter what I was doing. The awareness that I would bring forward and my actions, once I became aware of them and accepted them, knew that I had a part to play a percentage in whatever it was in my life, Worry for me, that isn't so big as, I think shame is a little bit harder for me. So you see how I'm setting the stage for creating a pressure-free zone for us to do our work, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Out of curiosity, Chelsea, what's the catch-22 that I'm setting you up for in creating this pressure-free zone? Hopefully, if we all feel no pressure to share some of our deepest thoughts and our deepest fears and our deepest worries, it helps remove that from you and put it out. But it's also going to be very challenging, very challenging. That one paragraph, pressure-free, allow things to happen only when they feel right. Feel. Notice I didn't say think it's right. I said feel right. Any ideas why I'm using feel versus think? When you feel something, it's a deeper connection than just thinking it. It's a deeper connection inside. Mm-hmm. I have empathic abilities that when I'm really open and really delving inside, they're very prominent. I had an experience yesterday. My service chief, has gone through a really, really, really hard time. And I've noticed that some of the things he's said to me have talked about spirit, spirit animals, different, totally different from anything he's ever said. So we're in a conference yesterday because it's Social Work Month and we had an ethics conference. And he's sitting next to me and something happened during the conference that was just, everybody was like, oh my God, because the presenter had no clue what he was going through. And it came to me, that his spirit animal was an eagle, that he could soar, and he soars over life's relationships and situations, and that he needed to release his fear and his guilt. And when I gave that to him, he almost cried. So I didn't feel pressure that what I was getting ready to do was wrong because I really have learned to try to listen to that voice. I call it my soul voice, and it helps others. So all of that to say that everything that any of us have gone through in our lives, good or bad, is going to benefit others on a team by telling our stories and not feeling pressure or guilt or shame to tell it. Not to mention if you're going with feeling, then you're actually removing the tendency to blunt, blunt everything by thinking. You put restrictions on things when you start thinking. Absolutely. Feeling is right brain. Thinking is left brain, right? Yeah. Feeling is explorer. Thinking is analytical. Do you recall what we talked about last call, about the difference Mm -hmm. between being an explorer and an analyzer? Yes. Yes. Have you all allowed your explorers out to play? Yeah, my explorer is on overdrive, like... I had to tell my explorer that it needed a little water break. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My explorer is out and about. 
Julia, you have the advantage over the group because you have a young infant. And to me, a young infant in our lives, when I'm with a young infant who is looking at everything for the first time or just trying to grapple things for the first time is such a wonderful example of Explorer. Yes, and it, it, this is what drives me to do what I'm doing and issues that I have to deal with in my life, and I'm doing it because I want to be a better person for her. It's not fair to her to have to deal with it. And I feel like once I release this stuff, I'm just going to be even better. You're getting, Julia, you're getting right into ground rule number three, responsibility to balance between thinking and doing. I've checked in with all of you this past week on a more meditative level, Mm -hmm. and I can sense that many of you are beginning to feel the need to just ponder more and let go of the need to do, 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 do. Is, Is my reads correct, or am I projecting onto all of you? No, no, you'll need it correct. No, that's absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes you have feelings and you, you can't find the words to describe exactly that feeling. So, yeah, I've been doing a lot of pondering, a lot more pondering. Good. Good, because that goes into ground rule number two. Everything we're doing together. I definitely know I will be rattling cages. I'll be rattling bones. I'll be rattling the dust. At no point in time do I intend ever to cause you harm. If something that is coming up in an exercise for you is just making you so uncomfortable that it's a block for you, it's like a dead stop, then I invite you to use your creativity. How can you get to the essence of the exercise in a different way? And let us know how you did it. Deal? That's a deal. That's a deal. It's very difficult. One of the most powerful results of our journey together is becoming very mindful. I'm mindful that I, me, hold answer, is 100% responsible for everything I say, everything I do, everything I don't say, and everything I don't do. Because I have something that we talked about. There's a dirty little secret, and I want to really dive into this. Christina, what's the dirty little secret I want to talk about on today's call? Boy, when you read, folks, that those concepts about here's the secret, choice, I have a choice as to how I earn what I believe I'm worth. I have a choice about how I spend my time and money. I have a choice about how I make changes in my life. When you read those, I'm sure intellectually you went, yeah, 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 got it. But what jarred loose when you read that secret? I have balked on making the choice for me. And it made me want to explore more why I've chosen not to do those, some of those things for myself. Mm-hmm. As you read this, I'm out of curiosity. When you read and begin to integrate what I was saying earlier, at the end of the journey, being mindful that each of us, I am responsible for everything I say and do. I am responsible for everything I do not say 
Each time I'm silent. Each time I'm inactive. I'm responsible for that. I thus am responsible. I must choose what I'm feeling. I have only me, only I can choose what I'm feeling. And if I choose to feel hurt, if I choose to feel harmed, if I choose to feel shame or doubt or guilt or worry, I chose that. It's taking responsibility for your choices. Choose to do things sometimes that we feel are a necessity or feel like things that we should do to make up for past mistakes. And it usually backfires because your choice should be, your journey for those choices are forgiving yourself and choosing better. And I know you're going to be integrating this concept when I start hearing I statements more than we and you statements. As we go along on our journey, as you're sharing your thoughts and, ex- and experiences, when we flip into the what I call preaching mode, you know when you do, 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 you know when you, when you, when you, when you, when you, when you, when I hear someone say to me, when you, my ego likes to get engaged and go, who are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to play battle with you. Who are you talking about? <laughs> it's not me. That's your bullshit. I ain't going to deal with your crap. That's not me. <laughs> right? <laughs> as we get into our journey, what you choose to feel can be some of the most powerful teachers. And when you start struggling with that, that's what we're here for as a group, to give you perspective. For example, Marcia, you've never really met in person Debbie, correct? Correct. Correct. Debbie, you've never really met Marcia, right? No. No. I guarantee you at some point in time through our journey, Marcia is going to go, blah, 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 Debbie, and Debbie's going to go, holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Each of you are going to give insights to each other that you have no way of knowing because as we go through this, something's going to strike you. Something is going to go, hmm, I wonder. And each of you are going to bring to the table a level of clarity to each other that to me is priceless in this journey. When it comes to choice, I'd like to hear your thoughts about how our divine gift of choice is also like Novocaine or anesthesiology. Who has a story they can share about a time where because you were presented with so many choices, you were paralyzed. Mm. <laughs> when I'm presented with too many choices, let's just make it simple for everybody. And for example, a blog. I want to start a blog. I'm presented with too many choices for themes and it paralyzes me. I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to boom, put it aside for now. Right there, it's not going to get done. But when I have really serious choices that I have to make and I'm presented with them, 
there's too many things to think about in those choices. It can be paralyzing because there's just too much stuff going on. I have to take a step back out of everything and say, what do I really want to do? What is it that's going to make me feel good about the choice that I want to make? And when I do that and I really make the choice that I want to make, I find it so much better for myself because I feel good about the choice I made. Excellent, excellent example. Other stories of where you were a kid in the candy shop and you walk in and you went, uh, what do I do? Yeah, I've, since I've been online, doing my business online, I've been in this, everybody says, you have to have a tagline, you have to have logo, you have to have all these pictures and blah, blah, blah. And I've decided not to do anything about that, but just to get in the activity of meeting people, creating new relationships and, and providing content because literally I couldn't figure out what I wanted to say, what I wanted my logo to be, what I wanted my my cover pictures to be. And so I decided to just do what felt right, which was start to learn the mechanics of it and the rest of that would come. And it's kind of crazy because since then, now people are now coming into my life who are capable of providing services that with graphics and with logos and with and helping with assessing, describing who I am and everything, all those resources are coming together because now I'm open to receiving those anyway. It kind of works out. Sounds like you took the pressure off yourself to make a decision, and then the decision ripened itself, and now you have clarity. Is that an accurate reflection? Yeah. Do you see why I'm asking you all to haggle with this concept of choice you see why it's so important in our journey? Absolutely. This is the secret to your success. I've had numerous people in workshops and seminars say, so your concept of choice is a bunch of BS because, look, as a parent, I got it out as of this, as of that, as of this, as of that. And what they're sharing with me is that because they've chosen to make certain actions in their life, They've chosen to abide by certain morals of the community or the culture. They've chosen from a menu of life events to create the life that they have. They may feel completely constricted and bounded by that. They have no choice at all. Thank you. And I simply say, (laughs) that is your choice. Thank you so much. I needed to hear that because I'm really going through that. I really did make a choice. All the things that you talk about with the fear and the worry and the doubt, I just decided this choice was good for me, and I will cross those lines when I have to. I was happy with the choice I made. With what I'm going through right now, having to go through transition, Sol, with talking to people in my downline and telling them what my plans are, that transition, for me, it's like I'm very happy to talk to each one of my downline. I know I'm dealing with their feelings about what I'm doing, and they may not like what I'm doing, but 
I know that I'm making the choice that I want to make because it's good for me. Do you remember my challenge to everybody? They our very first call together. I gave you all a challenge regarding talking with people that you interface with on a regular basis. Do you remember what that challenge was? To let them know that we're going through this process. There's going to be a change. Yes. Did you all choose to accept that challenge? If so, why? If not, why not? I chose to with some people and I chose not to with others because with some people, I know those are the people that I'm interacting with the most that I'm the closest to and those that I chose not to, quite honestly, probably sound a little harsh, but I don't really give a damn. <laughs> no, that's fair. Amen. That's fair. Amen. The concept of choice, the concept of letting people know when you're thinking about choosing something. You haven't chosen it yet, but you're thinking about making a change. You're pondering the idea of making a change. By introducing that into your conversation, by introducing that into your energy, that you're thinking about, thinking about making a change. You haven't made it yet. You haven't chosen it yet. But you're thinking about it. You're cracking the ice. You're preparing the ground to plant that seed to change in. True? Yes. <laughs> That's true. And I just want to add that when you're thinking about it and you're talking about it, you might just be inspiring someone else who's been thinking about it, too. Absolutely. So what I would ask is, thinking about choices and all the things that we've been discussing, let's talk about this personal contract at the end of the preface that we had to sign. What did you feel when you got to that personal contract? Well, I felt freedom. Really, I felt like, wow, I'm really going to make some breakthrough by doing this. It was a good feeling. And I signed awesome. it for myself, and I said, okay, this is a signature. I've signed many contracts, but this is one contract that is something I want to sign. <laughs> Marcia was like, yeah, I'm, I'm putting a flag in the ground. You know, I'm moving on. This is getting signed. I'm going forward. Anybody have any trepidation about signing that contract? I felt very excited when I was reading and signing the contract because I was doing something for me, not because of anything else, but just to help my journey. And also felt some anxiousness because I know I've got a lot of stuff that I'll share along the way that's very personal, but I'm ready. I'm ready. Ready to move on. And now I find it interesting because when we're talking about restrictions and feeling like you're kind of cornered and having no choices, and the ground rules have been very structured and they're very detailed. And I know for someone like myself, who I, like I don't like a schedule per se. Like everybody says, you have to have a daily method of operation in your business. I hate them because I want to feel organic and be able to flow and adjust my day as it goes and. Wow, but that's required me to go a little bit deeper and explore where that started, why I have that issue, and what I'm going to do to, to deal with that issue going forward. 
this personal contract is a commitment. It's going to say, it's saying, yes, I am going to, I'm going to be leveraging the blog. I'm going to be active in the team discussions. I'm going to be active with my voice on the calls. I'm going to show up to the calls, not on time, but a little bit before time so that I don't hold up the call when we are scheduled to meet. I am going to actually show up to the calls. I'm not going to just throw it off to the side like it doesn't mean anything, but I'm going to commit to every Saturday that we meet or every time that we have a scheduled call, I am actually going to show up. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to participate, and I am going to contribute. That is a huge commitment. That's a huge commitment. So I, I felt like I'm encouraged that everyone seems to have no problem signing this contract, this commitment, because when you say it out loud, it sounds like a lot of commitment. Wouldn't you think? It sounds a little scary when you think about it in that depth, but I think all of us are stepping out on faith that this is going to be an awesome journey. Yeah. So here's a question that I really want to get to because I know in the past I've said I'm committed to doing something, but I kind of have my fingers crossed. Anybody have their fingers crossed when they sign this contract? Nope. No fingers. No no toes either. When you look at that personal contract, really – The key points for this whole journey are right there. Soul just outlines it so perfectly. So if we forget what it is we are on this journey for, in this class for, just take a look at the contract that you signed. Because I think as we take this journey and we get into that flow of energy with what we want to accomplish being in this journey and in this class, We'll just get into that flow of energy and we'll start really feeling that growth that we're talking about. I think that's really what's going to happen is we're going to start feeling it and it's going to feel good. Well, it's like any, taking any online class, if you've ever taken online classes, you get out of it what you put in. Right. I had an interesting feeling and I wonder if anybody else felt it, which was, Okay, I signed the contract, and that's all sound and dandy. So what am I going to do to have that personal accountability, right? What's going to be my measure of personal accountability? And then that got me to thinking. I was like, wow, this is an interesting thought process. Like, why did I automatically go to, okay, great, now let me put some fail-safes in place so that I always have that personal accountability, Then I got to thinking, is it because of my job? Like, this is what I do. I have been conditioned to have a structure, right, that has one, two, three fail-safes to mitigate the likelihood that I'm not accountable to myself. Because for me in this journey, as I've already expressed to the group, my accountability to the group, I have, I'm great. Like, when it comes down to it, I'll make sure I'm accountable to the group before I will myself, which is a problem, right? Because that speaks to some self-worth issues, right? So I'm curious, did anybody else have any thoughts kind of like that? Well, I guess you would feel like that, Christina, because you are heading our group, right? I mean, that's just a normal feeling that you know that you've taken on this responsibility, this role. So I'm one of those 
people. I don't like to be restricted by a real strict schedule myself. And I like to find the flow of energy that I'm in. So I'm not very good when it comes to, oh, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do this. I know what I have to do, but when it, once I start getting into a flow of energy and I'm actually getting things done, it feels good. So I am being accountable for the things I need to get done, and that's good enough for me <laughs> at this point. There's so much that we want to do out there. We belong to all these social media platforms. It's okay to get as much done as you possibly can but and to be in that flow of energy without all that restriction. If you're actually doing the things you need to do, you're in that flow of energy that feels good. Well, that's good that you say that because I know one thing that sort of cements things is, is that proof to yourself and then that commitment to everyone else. So what I'm going to ask everybody to do is one of the takeaway assignment for the week is snap a picture of your signed contract, okay, just with your cell phone or, or whatever, you know, medium that you have. But what we're going to do is make a collage with those pictures of those signed contracts for our team, an affirmation that this is what we have done, this is what's going to happen, part of our journey, okay? And then we'll put that up in, in the back office as well. Sound good? Sure. Sounds good. Going into next week, we are going to be working on exercise three, questions, comments, and concerns of the preface. So that's what you'll be reading and working on through next week. Well, it was great talking with you ladies today, and we will talk to you next week. Awesome work, everybody. I'm applauding, I'm applauding, I'm bowing, and I'm just smiling with such gratitude. Thank you very much, Sol. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Sol. Thank you, Sol. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Any personal ahas of your own? As one of many Pay Me What I'm Worth team captains, it's my role to help you get serious about removing blocks to your success as well as live a more stress-free, confident life. Wonder if this course is for you? If you are a serious action taker committed to playing big in life and being your best you, I look forward to seeing you in my next class. Call me at area code 423-737-5809. Again, that's 423-737-5809 to talk about your next steps. Before you go, let's continue this discussion in the comment box below. You can always help other people have breakthrough moments when you share this show across your social media. I look forward to speaking with you. You're listening to Christina Irvin, one of the many team captains for Pay Radio. Definitely radio worth listening to. Have a great day. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.